This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking about Freaky. Friday the 13th. I told you I was freaky. Now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hi. Hi. Out Now is a film podcast, which has... Hi, Aaron. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Out Now is a film podcast, which has Abe and I discussing new movies and more weekly. We dig into movies via mostly spoiler-free review, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topic. This is episode 426. 426. 426, baby! Hello in the area code. I don't know where it is. I'm a little slow to look it up. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm gonna. Where Where do you think it is? Where do I think it is? Uh, how about I think Georgia? Georgia. <laughs> yes. Is it? Wait, hold on. No, but like Georgia, our minds are in, in sync though, so that's you know. Why is it Chattanooga, Tennessee? Close. It's right on the border. I guess. What do you mean you guess? It's Tennessee. It's right next to Georgia. I don't. I don't really uh, associate with uh, either of those states. Meaning, but, like, I don't, I don't call them all the time. But you can still acknowledge geography, right? <laughs> oh, you mean geography? Yes, sure. <laughs> Appalachia. What, what, what do you guys talk about? Your friends group? Your friends with Georgia I have no and Tennessee? Idea what's going on right now? <laughs> it's also for Venezuela, apparently. All right. Well, we, I'm glad we got that out of the way. We're at, this is episode 426, and this week we're talking Freaky, the new oh. horror movie slash body swapping comedy. Uh, that we'll get to in a little bit of time here. But before that, let's get to our guest who's joining us for Talking Freaky. We have from Joe Blow and host of Sound Scary on Space. He has multiple magical knives to do all sorts of things. It's Jimmy O. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get freaky. Good. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't forget my new podcast, man. Something Stony. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, me and my buddy, uh, Justin Butts. Well, we get high and talk about shit. So there you go. Oh, I That's like my it. Show. It's Getting great. I love stony. it. Get something stony. Yeah, oh, we we're trying to figure stony. out the name, and we we're just kind of doing this kind of. Well, what are we going to call this? What are we going to call this? Well, we should call it something stony. And I'm like, perfect. So that's yeah. What we're let's, doing. let's do it. Let's just smoke some more. That seems like yeah, something you come up with when you're high. Um, it, it, it absolutely was. It, it, well it, done. It fits perfectly. It's yeah. A, I like a it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. First first two episodes are already out. So on you YouTube. know, you know that uh, that might even be better than uh, getting high with Doug. Yeah, getting oh, with getting high, go, go high, yeah. <laughs> totally better, totally better. <laughs> All right, well, Jimmy, glad to have you back here. I know we yeah. uh, we had you for most of the horror episodes, but you had to bow out for the psycho commentary. So I'm glad we're we're wrapping it up with a slasher film. It, it makes more sense. I, uh, yeah, it's uh, the, well, you know, I, I I'm not really a commentary kind of guy. I've actually done a couple, but I. You know, I'm, it's not my favorite thing I hear to do. You. Yeah, I'd rather just watch a movie and yeah. not think about it. So we so we made the difference by having you back for you know for freaky. So let's perfect. Uh, we'll have some fun with that. But, um, first up, let's get to some show notes here. Uh, speaking of commentary tracks, we did do our track for Psycho last month, and uh, this month for November, uh, the. <laughs> I had to do the Psycho music. <laughs> Thank you. Are the you up- saying knife? Oh, I was saying Nike, Nike. I, I couldn't oh, think okay. of really what to say. So I was just kind of making something up. So it ended up as Nike, 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 Nike. I, guess I might, I might have to go with that sound effect in the future because I've, I've always gone with the E. Like the E, E. But Ooh, that's Nike good too. Nike, Nike, Nike. I think Nike works better. <laughs> Nike, you could do Nike too. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't can do... see it, but Aaron is hard. Like, he's rolling his eyes hard. 
I, I'm sure he is. I mean, he 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 made fun of me yesterday. Uh, texting oh, no. me, he said I was immature. It was I was very sad because I did not say you're immature. True. I told you you're the most mature person. I said if hold on, <laughs> gonna get slander. me to bust bust out slander. my text messages here so I can uh, get good over the slander oh, that you're no. committing on podcast. Wait, here when you send a text message, the other person gets it too. Yes, it's weird. It's no. weird. What did he say? Hold on, I'm gonna find it too. What I what, what I told Jimmy, I said when yes. people ask me why I like Jimmy O, I tell them, hey. It's because of his integrity and his maturity. Integrity, maybe. A little bit, yeah. Maturity, yeah. No, I, I'll admit I'm not the most mature guy. Like, just in general. So, I, I all is forgiven. You can call me immature, because I can be. I'm saying I didn't call you immature. You mean, I'm <laughs> the most mature... Oh, see, I, well, I read it as sarcastic. Jimmy... I, just because I, I put a laughing emoji next to that text does not mean I did not mean it. Exactly, and that well, <laughs> here here's the reason why this happened. He wanted let's, yeah, let's get into to, this. Yes, he <laughs> wanted me to talk about slasher films, and I I thought I I of course couldn't answer seriously, so I'm like, oh cool, like Ouija, the boy, the boy two, and, <laughs> and butthole. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Butthole massacre. <laughs> Is that is that a movie revolving around fast food? It's actually I don't know if it's a, a movie, joke. but it it will be. Yeah, it is a good joke. I think it should be a movie, Butthole Massacre. I don't see why not. Why that couldn't happen? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up later because I mean there was the film. This. What was it called? Um, uh, Butt Boy from earlier this year. That is a yeah! that is a serious thriller that I quite liked. It's very well made. Butt Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a detective drama. It's a sequel. <laughs> Makes sense. I can't stop laughing now. Oh Jesus, that's funny. Okay, yeah, butthole butthole mask. So <laughs> in November we have a new commentary track coming out. Woohoo! Yes. Um, it's going to be the for the film, the Tony Scott film Unstoppable, in honor of its tenth anniversary. So uh, get ready for Stop that one. Unstoppable to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. A good one. Yeah. If you like all this silliness <laughs> that's preceded the main portion of the show, feel free to talk about it on iTunes. You can search for our show on iTunes. It's out now. Talk about it on iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes. You mean? Don't talk yeah. about it too. I'm sure there's you know an Apple chat bar where people can just be like, hey, you remember you listen to that new Out Now show? It's like, yeah, Jimmy O was talking about buttholes for some reason. It was really sad. Um, <laughs> well, butthole maskers, to be honest. So yeah, like, got it. But regardless, you can go down now through name on iTunes. Search for our show. Five, give us five stars. Give us a rating and review. That'd be great. Thank you for the five stars, baby. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's move on now. Let's get to a little thing we call what we would have talked about this week, where things not to have changed, only to eventually change back, given the potential future that could be more positive than what we have now. This is where we go over the That's a long title. I know, wow. it's a long one. This is where we go over the various films that would have come out in this post-Bloodshot era where things not to have changed due to the pandemic ruining movies for much of us this year. Um, so, there's a couple things that were going to come out originally before it got all shifted around. The first up is Clifford the Big Red Dog. The oh, movie. oh my god, now, I missed that. Oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before, I, before I ask you what, you what expectation you have for a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, let me tell you who's yeah. in the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Okay. It features... Keenan Thompson, 
David Allen Greer. Yes. Here comes a swerve. John Cleese, another swerve. Sienna Gilroy. And then one final swerve, Rosie Perez. I would see it in a heartbeat. I mean, this sounds good to me. Yeah. Who, who's directing it? It is Will Becker, who I believe directed Wild Hogs and another John Travolta movie, the other one with Robin Williams. That's also mm, now not you're good. not selling me on this. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Clifford the Big Red Dog. I am not sure because I did not look it up. I looked up everything except this part. If it's an animated film or a live action film featuring an animated Clifford the Big Red Dog, but. There is a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie that will come out sometime next year. Mm. Yeah. Um, the next film that would have come out this week is called The Comeback Trail. This is this one actually has a trailer. It, it's with Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman, and Zach Braff. And it looks like Argo, but like not good and less oh, war. No. I th- it's like a mob comedy, but like Robert De Niro and Zach Braff have to like make a movie or else they'll get like whacked or something. Um, and mm. like Tommy Lee Jones is. I believe, like, the director or the... No, he's the actor. He's the star. There's a trailer out for this thing. Cool. Yeah. Let's go watch it. I mean, it. strong cast, but... Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you You're got welcome. Zach Braff and a bunch of nobodies. I mean, it's all working for yeah. you. Exactly, yeah. Who are those old people? Uh, <laughs> the last film that would have come out is called Deep Water. It is an Adrian Lyne film from, like, Fatal hey, Attraction. This and sounds familiar. Unfaithful. It has Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas there a married couple who play deadly games with each other and people start dying around them. Ooh. Oh. It's kind of cool to see a, a kind of a psychosexual thriller come out. We haven't, we don't see that many of those anymore. Like the basic instincts and the, the that kind of thing. That's single white female. That's certainly the Adrian Lyne type. I mean, his, he did like a decent oh, proposal yeah. and unfaithful. Yeah. And stuff. So, I mean, yeah, that's his, yeah. his brand for sure. Oh, and Flashdance, which was. And Flashdance, of course. Yes. Yeah. Not a. Mm. That makes sense. It's a great movie, though. He has a weird but, career. <laughs> I was just looking yeah, at his, he really does. I was he looking at his movie. filmography leading up to this, and it's like, what a strange set of movies he has. <laughs> What's the last movie he shot? Uh, he did. Um, I don't think Unfaithful was. That's a while ago at this point. Yeah, but, it's uh, a while ago. Huh. Well, gosh, I'm gonna have to look it up because uh, you know that's what that's what we'd still be exciting. Carry on the conversation. I'm looking something up. <laughs> It looks like it wasn't faithful. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't faithful. That was the last movie. That was 2002. God, this guy, yeah, you're right. He's done so many really interesting. Then he'll do something like Jacob's Ladder, which is actually one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I forgot. I it's just like so that. out there. Like, as far as yeah. Lolita. Uh, the, no, actually, I love. I also love Nine and a Half Weeks. I think that's a fantastic film. I think that that is Nine and a Half Weeks was everything single. Uh, not Fifty Shades of Grey wished it could be. Like legitimately, it's a it's a beautiful film. It's a really good movie. So there you go. He's seventy nine years old. So. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty young. Yeah, for considering he started yeah, for these days. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, he did Foxes too. Wow. Anyway, um, that movie is currently scheduled for twenty twenty one as well. I think August at this point. So. Mm. Yeah, everything, all those things got moved, especially Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> just, I just kept seeing the names and the text of this thing. It's like, what a weird cast for this movie. I mean, you, had, you had me a David Allen Greer. Yeah, you really did. Well, yeah, Dag, I was like, okay, good. And, the, and then it just kept going. It's like, okay, this got stranger. But all right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are the movies that would have come out. Let's move on. Let's get to our main review for okay. Freaky. Freaky. 
should have been some of the trailer for Freaky. This film is set in a town that features two key characters, the shy Millie Kessler and the serial killer known as the Blissfield Butcher. Wouldn't you know it, thanks to a magic knife, the two switch bodies on a Friday the 13th leading to all sorts of shenanigans with the 6'5 Vince Vaughn's body now occupied by a high school girl while the mindset of a serial killer is inside Catherine Newton. Hijinks and murders ensue as the two figures to the two figure things out with Vaughn and as Millie gaining the trust of her best friends in an effort to help figure out the solution. This comes from director Christopher Landon, who previously worked on a number of Blumhouse films, including the Paranormal Activity, the Marked Ones, along with the Happy Death Day films 1 and 2, which he co-wrote and directed. Jimmy, you a fan of what what Landon's been putting out in the, the Blumhouse world? What do you think of this film? I, you know, I, so I watched this trailer and I, I love Happy Death Day. I love Happy Death Day 2. I, a lot of that was from Jessica Roth. He, I think he really has a very good eye for picking cat for his casting choices. Uh, I loved Freaky. I loved this movie because uh, I, I liked that it had the elements of Happy that they had the energy and it uh, has a great lead with Catherine Newton and, of course, Vince Vaughn. But, man, they get bloody. This is a horror film. As It's, it's not nearly as overly comedic as i was expecting it to be from the trailer because i would watch the trailer i was like okay this is co- this is a comedy kind of happy that thing i didn't even think of the rating i didn't but then i had heard it was art it was like oh, i'll be i'll be having you know a couple moments of cg blood or whatever maybe the f word somewhere i was so pleasant beyond pleasantly surprised with this one i love this movie and it i as a fan of slasher movies they did so much right the opening the opening sequence is awesome uh vince vaughn is fantastic Catherine newton gets she she gets into it and i loved it i i loved every minute of this movie i really did it's just it was a joy to watch as a slasher fan i was i was i was very happy it was a perfect friday the 13th movie uh yeah i loved it every minute of it that's effusive praise abe where yeah. are you with freaky I didn't oh, yeah, sorry. Freaky. I'm sorry. I'm I'm in such a <laughs> pattern right now. Let me let me correct myself. Abe was not able to watch Freaky because it's only playing in theaters currently. It's only playing in theaters. Yeah, my theaters are closed around me still. Yes. Oh where, yeah. Where Jimmy and I are in a position where we can see these things at home, and that's what we took advantage of. To see I should have ran with it though. I should have said, you know, I'm very much in agreement with Jimmy, except for, and then <laughs> just left it at that. It was a major cliffhanger that will never be answered. Exactly. Fair enough. 
Uh, apologies. I was like, I'm in, I'm in the zone as far as how we do this show. I'm like, well, yeah, hey, what do you think of the movie? You're in the zone, man. <laughs> it happens. Woo! Well, no. Uh, the, just to make a note of it, though, yes, Freaky is currently in theaters, and while we do not necessarily endorse going to theaters, I will say that because of the universal deal that they struck with AMC theaters, uh, the film will be available on PVOD starting November 30th, so people will yeah. have a chance to see the film. Um, with that in mind, uh, I liked Freaky quite as as well i not quite as much as you did jimmy but i i really appreciated what the film was doing as far as mm-hmm. being both a slasher film and being a body swap comedy i do think that that's yeah. an i mean that's the hook and i think it it does the job as far as taking such a premise that you know that's fit for you know mostly 80s comedies and applying mm-hmm. that to the horror setting i think that you know that worked I'm not as big on the Happy Death Day films as a lot of people are, but I do. I really like that concept as far as putting a you know a horror film and a time loop together. I thought that was an interesting premise, and yeah, I think Roth was the thing that like held those films together. Where mm-hmm. this film I found to be more just more successful. I I did like Freaky overall by comparison, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. a lot of a lot of that comes from what Landon seems to understand about like slasher films. It seems like that's really clear. Like the I mean, you talk about that opening sequence, which is basically just. It, it, you can you can insert that swap around a few things and have another like Jason movie if you wanted to like it it, mm. does, it it seems to like get off on the right foot as far as being like hey this is what we can do if we wanted to make like a slasher film right now mm-hmm. and then yeah. it and then it you know it inserts more you know even actually saying inserts more comedy sounds like that, that sounds inaccurate because I think something you know having watched all these Friday the Thirteenth films last month thanks to that giant Scream Factory box set that came out. Oh. So good, by the way. I love that thing. The thing I've noticed the most is like there's so many isolated scenes that don't involve Jason or Mrs. Voorhees whatsoever that are just, you know, comedy scenes or like Mm -hmm. scenes of people hanging out and having fun with each other where where it's it's inherently funny already. So getting getting something like this, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's already comedy there, which is already breaking up tension or what have you. So inserting the horror element just kind of goes with it. So this Mm -hmm. one, this one's obviously more comedic because of just you know, the body swap premise or what have you. But if, but I think that's what you're saying too. It feels right at home with the genre because that is kind of what the genre is like, minus the always that supernatural twist. Yeah. All, slashers have always had a sense of, you know, even Halloween. There's a, there's a lot of charm when the girls are together and they're talking about, oh, I forgot my books. I, I never bring my books. That type of, there's a lot of charm. And, you know, there's a, a scene in this movie that could be so kind of and i'm not going to give it away but i uh, aaron you'll know which one i'm talking about uh-huh. where uh events as the girl is sitting in the sitting with somebody that the girl likes and it's one of the most charming fucking scenes it's really <laughs> well done i was it could have been so creepy it could have been uncomfortable but both the i, I gotta give credits to credit not only to vince but the other actor there was a real uh, it's a sweet moment and there's a lot of lot of stuff in this movie where you you really like these girl this girl you really and Vince does a really good job of going oh yeah this girl is charming and he does I think it's one of his best performances honestly so there's a, to talk about Vince Vaughn a bit I mean I think what he does right in this movie is similar to what Jack Black does right in the Jumanji films there's <laughs> the the way they're you know they have this kind of teenage girl mind inside of their bodies they they play that in a way where it's not 
it's not doing things that are that I feel like would be more typical if you made an 80s version movie of this. That's all about mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm this now. Like, there's that. But it's like it's played in a way that feels more character specific as opposed to what do I do with these and all this like that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, it it, it yeah. feels more in tune with what, what would my what would I what would my what would my like personality like how would I incorporate this into my life if I had this now? And I think a big yeah. big part of that is just being inside Vince Vaughn, who's a living giant. And like the fact that he <laughs> hits his head constantly because she can't handle the fact that she's a foot taller than she is normally. Like there's, that, that's funny. That's that's funny stuff. But it's even the, charming, yeah. And it it just it works. It worked like he's doing a great job here is like being that figure. On on the other side of things, I don't think Catherine Newton's doing a bad job in this film, but I do think it doesn't give her a, like a lot as the butcher to do. Like I get that that's kind of by design, but mm-hmm. she's just he's just. He she, like the character is such a quiet character at that point where I wish there was more to that. I'm not saying I need like some tragic backstory involving the Blissfield butcher, but I mm. I do feel like that. I mean, yes, Vince Vaughn is like the star, I guess. So you give and that's that's more inherently funny to watch that. But I do kind of wish there was like a little bit more to the butcher character as far as what's going on besides icy stares all the time. You know what I mean? I slightly disagree just because I do think, uh, I, I she, you know, she, they, cause they're, they're kind of playing with the idea of a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees character. Sure. Uh-huh. And I think she's actually kind of scary in it. I was like, okay, I, there's a menace. Distract, I agree. I agree. There's a menace absolutely there. Absolutely menacing. And, and for, so for what it was, what it was, what was necessary to make the character work, it totally worked and she was great. She was spooky and and when she was like lingering back of somebody, you're like, Oh shit you know, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I would have loved to have seen this movie with a uh, in in a theater with a group of people. I think this would be That probably helps. Yeah. Fun. Oh yeah, oh my god, it'd be a blast. And I, I you know, I, I definitely think I liked what she had to do a lot more than you did. Well, maybe not a lot, but more than you did. But I absolutely agree with you with Vince Vaughn. I think it was, uh, yeah, I, I was so impressed with him. To, I to was go, so impressed. To go back to that real quick, I will say, like, there is one, like, I won't get to it too much, but there is there is a key character that's an adult character that's very, very mean to the Millie character. And that mm-hmm. character gets dealt with once the killer is inside her body wow and what yes. i and what i like about and we'll talk about the r rating in a second because that's a big aspect too but what i like about that is much like how i said um vince vaughn's constantly like banging his head into things because of the difference there is a play on the fact that because millie is a high school girl having a serial killer in her body means that he's not as strong he can't use his you know intimidating presence mm-hmm. as much and i I like that's the kind of stuff where like I wish they did more of more with that. I wish there was oh, more. Fair enough. I wish there was fair more enough. to reflect like the fact that because he's in that body now, he can't do the kinds of things he can do as a very tall, intimidating slasher villain. So mm. it's. I say. I mean, I for me, I think I think the reason maybe why they didn't go that route. I I think they didn't really want to make the killer comical. You know, they they wanted that's him fair. to be yeah. scary and that because. The thing is, had they gone to, oh, gosh, I the killer can't pick up the guy this way, it would have made it a joke. Sure. And I, I don't I think it was much more effective to make it make her genuinely creepy, make her genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they did pull, pull that off very well. 
That's I mean like these are things like these are somewhat nitpicks, but they're the kind of things mm-hmm. where where I like I'm looking at enough of those where it just like it slightly diminishes the movie overall to me. That doesn't mean I don't like the movie. It's Fair just enough. like yeah. my mind's working too hard to kind of justify certain things, which is less so than my mind doing stuff with Happy Death Day. Like because I feel like for me the tone is more consistent and freaky, and that's why I like it more. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I do like like as much as I'm you know picking apart certain things, I do think what works about the film is that it's very consistent. I do think it, yeah. it it knows it knows the kind of movie it's trying to be, and it's mostly accomplishing that very well. And I mean, speaking of this cast, as we already talked about Vaughn and Newton, I do like the rest of these people in this movie. Like, yeah, you I have do too. A, you have Katie Finneran as Billy's mom, who gets a they get like there's a moment between her and Vince Vaughn, like a conversation they have where it hits at stuff that I think Landon is very good at these like emotional beats within these crazy premises. Because there's suddenly like a level of pathos that you're not necessarily expecting and just ways to have things resonate stronger um, than they typically do in a movie like this. And so like that stuff I do appreciate because it gives like there's a whole back. I won't because Abe hasn't seen it. So like there's a whole backstory involving what Millie and her family are going through and the way it makes that work within the confines of this film. I do think is effective. I think it's, it's strong mm-hmm. stuff. I think so too. I uh, well, I I think we should just spoil it all for Abe though. After, oh yeah, that'd be great after yeah. the show. Yeah, Sounds, we'll tell them yeah. everything. Everything. Forty-seven people die. Yeah, exactly. It has um, a kill count in this movie. How, how <laughs> did you guys like the the way that they did the um supernatural body switching part? Like, does that make sense? It, was it fun or? Yeah, the... it's 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 surprisingly uh you know it kind of reminded me a little of Big. The way that kind of happened, um, obviously a very different. But as she's being character. stabbed, she's like, "I wish I was the killer." No, it's more like a. <laughs> no, it, it just it felt but kind I hear of what you're like. Saying. Yeah, yeah it, kind of, it felt. It didn't feel overwhelmingly like. Well, that's silly. Right. It didn't feel like you. It didn't lose you in the like like you know. There's a couple of times when you see some of these old you know, especially watching the Friday the Thirteenth movies. And don't get me wrong, those are my favorite. I love those movies. But, you know, you're like, okay, that's convenient that Jason happened to get, you know, struck by lightning at that exact time. I, I didn't feel anything like that. I think they handled that kind of the, the fantasy elements fat rather well. And it, it worked. It was, it, you know, you're, you're willing to accept it for the ride because everything mm-hmm. else is so compelling and so fun. I agree. I, and I mean, as far as. You know, if you're making a body swap movie and I'm walking in knowing it's a body swap movie, I'm not really going to be concerned with the, you know, the way, the way they're like, let's justify this body swapping. (laughs) So it's like that stuff. It's like, all right, you did it. Like you did the job and there it is. Uh, But I like I do, even if it is a bit random as far as how he discovers said item and how it just kind of acts on regardless it's like all right yeah they're they're body mm-hmm. swap now like they, yeah, they, they did the basic work to get me to this point because that's the bulk of the film that's what matters yeah. more like, I, think like... They, I, de- I think they didn't try they didn't try to force it too much and it, that it, so christopher landon has a real knack for writing um kind of over the top fantastical ideas into a script and making it work and here it works really well. Well, really well, really well. I think it's I, I think it's my favorite film of his. I honestly do. I had so much fun with this movie. I probably I, 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 pro- I mean between the of the what five movies he's made. Yeah, like I'd probably say so. Yeah, yeah I, and I I, I'll, I I will absolutely buy this movie. I would watch it. It it will likely become a yearly watch for me. And I, I I'm just a fan. I'm a huge fan of this flick. Mm-hmm. Getting getting back to some of the 
I mean, like the comedic side or like the high school element. I do like the way he. I feel like there's a, there's a strong sense of satire in the like the way he has her friends, where you have like gay best friend and you have like the the smart black girl. Like there's like weird things that they're trying to go for that aren't trying to call attention to themselves necessarily, but they're like certainly there. The mean girl, like there's mm-hmm. the you know the evil teacher. Like there's there's a lot of yeah. just like tropes that are very Is clearly defined. Is the evil defined. teacher played by Alan Ruck? Yes. Yes. Because um, I saw his name on the billing. He's great in it. He's real. He's a he's almost a little overly my my only minor complaints like wow is anyone that mean or teachers that mean to to, to 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 a girl like her especially it's like yeah like, it seemed a, that seemed a little that was my only minor complaint like wow what what is the issue why i think his his evil it wasn't i don't know you know i i don't know if it was his performance or the script but it was i liked it it was just like Dude, who who pissed in your Cheerios, man? I mean, he Fuck. was direct. He, you know, Alan Rugg. He was directed to be that way. Like that's that's the that's the key. Yeah, yeah it was like and it's like I yeah I, I agree. And that again, that's another like little thing where it's like I mean, but again, you have to like justify the amount of punishment he eventually gets. Yeah. So it's like and all right. To be fair, I have you know I I having a kid in school, I have seen. There, you know, occasionally you get a teacher that just is just not nice, just does not like a kid, just does not like the. So it's not that un, it's not that uncommon to be There's honest. It's also like the type of class that he's teaching versus the type of person that she is that I think factors in as well. Which there's yeah, there's layers to that that I don't. Is he teaching calculus? Nope. Um, but okay. it certainly reflects him being a male teacher and her being a female student. Yeah, uh, no, I don't but, like this at all. But um, <laughs> but if you're tell if you're telling me that his comeuppance is really good, then I'll like it. It more. is certainly good, and let's get to oh, that. Let's good. get to let's talk about the R rating. This is a very R rated movie. Where yeah. again, another one of my issues with Happy Death Day, I just despite being a time loop movie, I didn't find it that creative in the horror department because it had restrictions on that. I get mm. that that's partly by design, but at the same time you know the the middle sections of montaginess started to feel too samey for me where this movie is like all right we have the rating let's go all out with a variety of different horror kills that are very effective i'm not yeah. a guy that says a horror movie needs to be r to be good it but it's more of intention and i do think the intent here is to deliver on a certain kind of violence level a certain kind of gore and it mm-hmm. does that really well in a way that mixes it up quite a bit as far as how people are dispatched in this movie yeah there's like three i mean look there's you know it's it's not gory to the max like oh uh, gosh i'm getting back we were talking about valley girl before we went on suddenly i'm <laughs> going to get, get, get valley here. it's not real uh, i mean that's the yeah, it, it doesn't come across as real it's not it's not like ho- ho- you know something like hostile but it is very much in the vein you know there that 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 that, that there was the one kill that we were talking about that we won't give away is very right. I I guarantee Jason Voorhees would walk in and be like, "Good on you, dude. I'm impressed." He, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. There are, there are about three or four scenes that I was like, "Wow, that's the one in the opening scene. Uh, uh, so you know, something closer to the end. There's a lot. There's gore, and it's very. It's some of it seemed practical, to be honest. Quite a you know, it doesn't seem like it's all CGI. Uh, I was I was. It, it was refreshing to see that kind of gore in the slasher movie again. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen that. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did we just harmonize? <laughs> yeah. I joined in late. I wasn't in sync. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jimmy. Such a factory <laughs> <Still> boy. <laughs> 
everybody. Um, what else about this film? Because I do think there's a lot of you know good stuff here. Um, hit on I think one of the things you were one of one of the things I really appreciated is the pace. It's it yeah. moves really fast. It feels you know I remember watching it. I, I, see the thing about this movie, I wasn't even I did I covered the junket, so I did did the interviews for this this one, and I didn't know I was going to be doing that. I had no idea I was going to be watching it. I figured I'd be waiting like everyone else. Suddenly I go open my email. I'm like oh. I have a link to Freaky. I'm like, okay, cool. So I I had no intention of watching it early, and I just put it on because I was like, well, I want to watch it. I wasn't even that thrilled to ex- or excited to watch it. Man, I, I it's amazing how quickly it moves, how sharp the script is. It just it's a fun flick. I, 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 I swear to God I'm jealous of people going to the theaters this weekend to see this movie. I really am. Yeah, I mean there there is a funness that comes with a movie like this that makes works for like an audience crowd. Uh, yeah. Because I do, but I mean I think again it comes down to that tone because I do think I mean obviously that it leans towards the comedic, but there mm-hmm. there like there is a. It feels like there's a fan of horror making this movie where mm-hmm. I've had issues with other movies um that feel like they're just like oh here's a premise let's just capitalize it and not do the research Zombieland. but i mean there's there's a lot of things in this one that i think just show a guy that knows what he's doing when it comes to making it i mean he's in the blumhouse club like he yeah he, he has to be like a guy that gets the genre and knows how to kind of mix it up well it's actually funny too because he i like how the you know blumhouse has this kind of group of people that they like to work with and i i don't know you do you you know Catherine newton was a she was in paranormal paranormal activity before. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I like that there's kind of this con- collection of people that kind of reappear and kind of show up. And I just think Christopher has grown as a, a filmmaker. This is a beautiful script. This is a shockingly good script. It, you know, one of the things I love about Happy Death Day, and I, I, I disagree slightly on. I don't think it needed the gore in those movies because I think it was that really wasn't the story. That was really. It, yeah, wasn't I, w- the point. I would say I don't think it needed it, but I do think the mm. that's just one option of a way to mix it up. And I don't like by Fair do, by removing that. I mean, there's another way it could go, and it just didn't. It didn't go away for me. That worked personally. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, no, but this this absolutely the gore made sense. The they the the way they create the mythos of this killer was very very intriguing i was it, it felt like a like, i'll be honest dude right the second it ended i'm like well i want freaky too mm. you know absolutely i, I would new blood. i would love to see a friend yeah right new blood. a new beginning i just hope they have a scene in the outhouse where they're singing Ooh, baby, ooh. <laughs> Uh, so anything else on free? I think we've talked about a lot of this film. Uh, in, yeah, so. I mean, I, 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 if you're a slasher fan, if you're a horror fan, there's no, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. See this movie. But there's Jimmy's take, and I would say, yeah, yeah. see this movie as well. Um, if it, I mean, if you're, it's coming to PVOD, right? So that means it's on the 30th. So that means it'll be available for like the 19.99 price. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I mean, I think like if for really for big slasher fans, sure, go for it because it's a fun new entry into that kind of world. At the same time, like if you're just like want a fun horror comedy, you can wait for VOD as well, where it comes to like regular VOD and, and be fine. It's certainly worth recommending. Nine ninety nine. 
yeah, what, yeah whatever the that price would be yeah but I, regardless it i mean it it is a fun film it's worth checking out if you get the chance mm, yeah i agree all right let's uh let's move to abe what uh do you do you have something for us this wait week a minute to... are we just have some cobwebs for some games what oh That was uh, the the theme that actually plays when Vince Vaughn body swaps with uh, with Catherine Newton. Yeah, I worked, like, I worked so hard on that. I was on the football did, field with them. And, yeah, Jason uh, yeah. didn't want to have it. Jason Blum. He, he just he wanted he wanted to go another way. Yeah, he went another <laughs> way. I, I think that would have made the movie a little bit better. But he was know. like Bear McCreary's batting down my door saying I love Vince Vaughn and I want to make a movie with him and I was like okay fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got a game for you guys. It's Box Office Showdown. This is where I will name a movie that one of the cast members is in, uh, and I'll pit it against another movie that another cast member was in, and you tell me which one made more money at the U.S. domestic box office, not adjusted for inflation, just at the time of the recording. Oh, this uh, was this is hard. Yeah, it, it actually turns out to be kind of hard, which is why I kind of like it, because Aaron... Typically, he gets all the IMDb ones and all the Rotten Tomatoes ones right. So I had to switch to Metacritic, and then he started getting those right. And I was like, oh where's a good way to, like, switch up for Aaron here? Wow. <sighs> all right, so, Jimmy, mm -hmm. if Aaron gets something wrong, you probably get the point, unless you don't answer uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, unless I answer something completely. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good figure. So, yeah, so here we go. Dodgeball, a true, under, uh, a true underdog story. Uh, or Pokemon, or detect, or Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. That was Pokemon. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> this is domestic box office total. Yes, domestic. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Next one here. Wait, do you have numbers? I want to hear these numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. One forty-four <laughs> for Detective Pikachu and one fourteen for Dodgeball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one here, here. The fun trivia I have for that is that Dodgeball beat the Terminal because they both opened in the same weekend back in 2000, <laughs> 2004. Now I might have to go to Burger King. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> Fred Claus <laughs> or Happy Death Day? Oh, Jimmy. Aaron. Jimmy. Fred, uh, uh, Fred Claus. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Not being fooled this time. Uh, the next one here. The numbers. I want to hear the numbers. <laughs> oh, 72 for Fred Claus and 55.6 for, for Happy Death Day. Got it. Mm -hmm. uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Or be cool. Aaron. Jimmy. I heard Aaron. Fair enough. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say three billboards. That is incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the numbers are uh, for Be Cool 55.84 million, and for Three Billboards 54.5. So it's close. Okay. I'm <laughs> number yeah. one. I'm number one. Oh, hold on, I'll wait to get. I'll wait to do that. Yeah, I was like, Aaron could go on a huge run here. <laughs> the next one here. Uh, blockers with Captain Newton or Young Guns 2 with Alan Rush. Jimmy. Jimmy. I would say I think it was Blockers actually. That is that is correct as well. Yeah. Jimmy not being fooled here. Aaron, you still have a chance to go six four here. Okay. Uh, next one here. Couples retreat or paranormal activity three. Aaron. Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, paranormal activity three. That is incorrect. Oh shit. It's couples God. retreat. It's couples that movie retreat. sucks. Movie was a hit. 
I know. Uh, it, uh, it made $109 million versus $104 million for Paranormal Activity 3. Uh-huh. So Jesus. pretty close. hate that movie so bad. Uh, next one here. Swingers or Ben is back? Jimmy. Aaron. Jimmy. Swingers. That is correct. Next one here. Numbers, numbers. Oh, yes, yep. yes. Swingers is 4.5 million. Ben is back is 3.7 million. Pretty close. Oh. Uh, next one here. Happy Death Day to you or The Watch. Jimmy. Aaron. Aaron. I'm going to say Happy Death Day to you. That is incorrect. Yeah, The Watch. The Watch. I knew that the one. The Watch made 34.3 million. Happy Death Day to you, 28.1 million. And that, just, that saddens me by a lot. Well, the, the Watch was still a bomb. That's why I was trying to think. If it was. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. I, I really like it cost a lot more. <laughs> That's what... Yes, it did. It did. Yeah. Good trailer. Probably bad movie. Um, yes, very bad movie. The next one here. Uh, Twister. Or The Lost World, Jurassic Jimmy. Park. Aaron. Jimmy. Lost World, Jurassic Park. <laughs> is incorrect. Yeah, it's Twister. Oh, Twister was like the biggest movie <laughs> that year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that yeah, was a big year. 242 yeah. million. And Lost World, 229 million. Lost World opened huge oh. the, the, the year after Twister. You had the biggest but, uh, opening Twister of all time. But Twister destroyed. was, was yeah. a huge hit. Twister, hey, I lo- that's a good movie. I like Twister. We got yeah. cows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a cow. Uh, two more here. Uh, four Christmases or Speed? Aaron. Jimmy. Aaron. Speed. Speed is correct. Yeah. Yeah, that. Come on. One hundred twenty-one point two million versus Four Christmases one hundred twenty point one million. Yeah, Four Christmases made money. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, didn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last one here. Productivity, the marked ones, uh, directed and and written by uh, our friend uh, Christopher Landon. Is he related to to? Uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> to who? Michael, Michael Landon. Landon. I don't think so. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's his son. I don't know. Um. Anyway, um. Productivity for the marked or uh, Productivity the marked ones. Yeah. Different. Or Anchorman: The Legend of Ryan Burgundy. Aaron. Jimmy. Aaron. I'm going to say Anchorman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> this one was just like a gimme because uh, Anchorman has 80 point, 84 million and Paranormality, the Mark ones, is, is 32 million. Yeah, because it was that's where it turned down because it didn't have a number. They're like, wait a minute. What's this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of the better ones. I like it a lot. We Mark talked about this. Fun, yeah. yeah we, so we talked about fun. this on the horror podcast not too long, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, were you paying attention, Abe? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, I, I, My God. I, it's... it's it, it, jumps away from some of the more standard stuff to be like let's just like open up the world a little bit and it has has a lot of fun with with the with, yeah. with the concept yeah it's a lot of fun it's well, weird that it's a spin-off because uh-huh. it's such a like it's so like contained within that world still that universe but i but i guess it's a spin-off for whatever reason what is the one where they uh is there one with the title of of portal or is that the marked ones no, no there's, that's, the, the no, last that's one's the ghost one. dimension ghost yeah. dimension yeah terrible yeah. terrible movie it ends. Well, maybe maybe we'll get you know a number seven or whatever oh, they're on no, now. They're working on that. They're they're, they're rebooting. They're, they're it. making another one. Yeah. yeah, I mean these yeah. cost like what two million dollars. No, they make and they make that's a shitload of money. That's yeah, a right. smart 
smart move on that. I mean, this one made 34 and and yet, or 32, and yet it's already you know well, the, probably the, like the first one. Every every cost involving making these movies is still covered by the first movie. So like it's yes. all it's all gravy. <laughs> like that's yeah, how it's all gravy. That's that's why and, Jason Blum never has to work again in his life if he didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> there's no reason to not make another one. Not not to do a re. I, and I know people are gonna oh good, but you know what? They're gonna do it. They're right now. It's still hit. They're doing another saw. They're gonna do another paranormal activity i like the paranormal series like i I, I, yeah there's there's lesser entries but i still like that series as a whole yeah Yeah, there's i mean like i said the ones i don't like i would still watch you know there's there's still a lot of fun to be had what what What? the worst one is last one uh, Ghost Dimension. Ghost Dimension. I think it's four i think it's four i mean i think i think it's generally agreed that four and oh Catherine newton Four and yeah, Ghost Dimension are generally, I think, great. regarded as the worst ones. Is it because <laughs> she's on Skype all the time? It, it was partly that. It was just, it was very messy and it didn't, it wasn't scary. I, it was kind of, I don't know, there's something really it's, lackluster it, about it's, it. It's like what you say, Abe, when you watch like lesser Marvel movies where you just think it's kind of sitting in place. That's how I felt about Four. It just, it does, yeah. like, because of the, the, the fact that there's a overall narrative to this thing, it doesn't really do a lot with it until mm-hmm. the end. And so you're like, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen because you know that there's something out there that's moving this plot along. And the, and mm-hmm. the film itself is just, especially because three, which I think is the best one, was yeah, so I, good. Agreed. It's agreed. so it's so good. So it just felt like this is a big downstep where that one had the oscillating fan camera and this one has yeah. the Xboxes like what like a uh, motion control stuff as like a scare. Oh, tactic. that's right. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I forgot about the technology. Well, Aaron, it was a valiant effort. You made a comeback toward the end there. But, Jimmy, you won 6-4. to four. Woo! I am the champion. Good job, Jimmy. Good Thank job, you. Jimmy. You're, that, you're welcome to play sore, anytime. Like... Sore winning. Sore winning. Sore, sore winning. <laughs> that's what, yeah. that's what okay. we should rename this game to. Sore winning. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when Marcus is on, it, when we need to call it at all. It'll just be sore losing <laughs> constantly. Well, that's like almost an automatic L for Marcus. <laughs> Um, I guess we live. All right. Well, thank you for that game, Abe. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get some out now feedback. Feedback, feedback. Feedback. This is where we go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/podcast. We go over a number of questions that we asked for the listeners, and they gave us some answers. Then they gave us some questions that we can answer. And I got an additional question too uh, that I will try not yeah. to forget to bring up as well, just because I wanted to have something more to talk about with regards to freaky. But with all that said, let's start this one off here with what's your favorite Vince Vaughn movie? And Jimmy, feel free to jump in when you want to as well. But first up from Chris, we have Swingers, Dodgeball, and I really liked Brawl in Cell Block 99. Mm, that was good. Todd writes Dodgeball, true underdog story, friend of the show, Todd. What are your guys' favorite Vince Vaughn films? Freaky. Mm. <laughs> Freaky uh, Into the Wild. I, I like when he goes I like when he goes to different areas. I like when he goes I mean, well, maybe the best one was Psycho. I'm sorry, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you actually had me going there. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed Freaky. I, I think that was the most fun I've had with his character. Him, I think, since like Wedding Crashers and stuff like that. Wait, yeah, you know, whatever that movie was. <laughs> um, Swingers is one of my favorite movies. So mm-hmm. Swingers, uh, Old School is also one of my favorite movies. Uh, and I think he's very funny in it. Um, there's a movie he was in. What's it called? Uh, Clay Pigeons that I quite like. With him. oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, his first serial killer movie. <laughs> um, uh, with him and Joaquin Phoenix and Janine Garofalo. 
Um, I think that movie is it's offbeat and very uh, it's it's a good it's a good little movie. Uh, David Dobkin directed too, who did a uh, you know, Wedding Crashers and among other mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and you know my favorite Fred Claus movie, Fred Claus, exactly. Hey, my you know what? When my my son was a kid, he loved that movie, so I'm like I I was all about Fred Claus. I mean, look at that cast though. His brother Paul Giamatti. It's not his girlfriend is Rachel Weisz. Yeah, it's not a bad film. It's actually pretty cute for a, a holiday movie. It's actually pretty cute. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, I liked Bra- Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine for him. Oh, he think... has a shaved head. Mm-hmm. That's he has yeah, yeah. he has a shaved head going. That's a that's a good little like throwback seventies gritty movie that is very. It's way too long. It's like two and a half hours almost, but it's still yeah. like he's very good in it. Like I do think he's doing some great work in there. Right. And I'll also shout this out: that movie "Fighting with My Family" that came out last year. Yeah. About the the rest. The, of, he's the, very good uh, in that. He is a he's, he's like a supporting role in that film. He is yeah, great well, in that movie. Yeah. His character depth is revealed toward the end there, and I was like, oh wow, well, it's better than I. Uh, he's was, not just like a dick manager. Yeah, no, that movie's fantastic. He, that he's movie's very good in it. I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone's like, good in that movie. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not to underpraise anybody else, there. Everybody's good in that movie. That's it. I like. I generally like Vince Vaughn. I think there was a period in that 2000, in the 2010s, where he just kind of got lumped into all these different comedies, and it just kind of became the same thing. But I do think, in general, he is a good talent. Like he, I, I smile when he comes on screen in movies. Like he's yeah. someone I do like watching. And I just, as a side note, I just, I really want to give him a little extra praise because I've had the chance to interview him like three times, and my God, he's always so freaking nice. He's Jimmy, really you're six foot seven, guy. so is it always like <laughs> I'm six foot twelve. I, I grew. six foot twelve, so is it always like, oh, it's good to see you down there again, Vince? It is. It's very well. I mean, the last time I talked to him was for this film, so it's on Zoom. So I mean, that's just irrelevant. And you, you stood up on purpose to I take care. He still saw you. How diminutive he was. He could only see your belly button as you were zooming. I get it. Exactly. Now, to be fair, that's all. That's all Jimmy's Zoom calls. <laughs> You sit across from him, and it's it's very much it, it, it. He's he's this weird. It's like the charming giant, you know. Yeah. He's he's just a charming guy and when, really. When uh guy. when we were allowed to shake hands before COVID pre bloodshed era, uh, yeah. how uh, did did his hands engulf yours? Yes, he held me in his arms. <laughs> he swaddled you. Yes, wow. swaddled me like a baby. Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question, Abe? <laughs> What's your favorite body swapping film? Chris has Big Face Off uh, and a little bit out of left field, Mulholland Drive. Uh, the next one is uh, uh, Todd writes Big Freaky Friday, the Curtis and Lohan version. Did you guys have any body swapping movies? I like that Face Off was brought up because I did not think yeah. of it offhand, but it's perfectly fitting. Yeah. Um, I already they know added it. the love handles onto John Travolta's character as Castro Troy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I already know Abe, so I won't say it because I know he will. Um, so what I, is it? Oh, I, I'll let you answer when you answer. Um, oh. Heaven can wait. Um, the warm yeah, baby film. I mean, that's just a really good. I mean, that's uh, here comes Mr. Jordan. That's the the remake that Heaven can wait is not down to earth. The other remake of Here comes Mr. Jordan. Oh, it's like Rock. the Chris Rock movie. <laughs> yeah, not that one because that's that's not that's not quite good. Not Oh Heavenly Dog. Not Oh Heavenly Dog. Yeah. No, that's not your favorite body swapping movie. It's not. No, it's not my favorite body swapping. Is there no, a no. movie where somebody switches place with like a dog though? Yeah, so yes. heavenly dog. I'm not. No, but isn't there another one? Out. Well, there's there's the cat one, Nine Lives. Yeah. No, nobody likes the Kevin Spacey one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Oh. I mean, at that point, I was like, "What is Kevin Spacey doing?" And then later, it was like, "Yeah, I'm glad that he, he he's been bombing." 
Um, no, I thought there was like one where like somebody's a scruffy dog. Maybe I'm just thinking of something else. Anyway, it's like a 90s movie. The Shaggy DA? Yes, maybe. There's, I think it is the Shaggy the sh- dog. There's the Shaggy dog, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like her dad gets switched into her dog's body, right? Or whatever. Probably. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, was it going to be Your Name? Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. There you go. The Japanese uh, anime movie Your Name, which is yeah. fantastic. Everyone should go see it. Well, yeah. I've got I've got a couple. I, I I've got a uh, one that's kind of silly, but I'm sorry. I fucking love Jason Goes to Hell. I mean, it is okay. a body swapping movie. It is. And I I you know what I I, I this wouldn't necessarily uh, you know completely be a body swapping movie, but technically it is a Starman. You know, Jeff Daniel Jeff uh, Bridges becomes the ex boy lover husband uh, of. To a degree, yeah, I guess I, I could yeah, see. Yeah, you know what? That, yeah. I really love that movie, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Freaky in there. I really like yeah. Freaky that much. Wow. Yeah, Freaky off the presses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question we have here: Who are your favorite tall actors? Chris writes: James Cromwell rocks. Also, John Cleese and Christopher Lee. Todd writes: Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite giants that also act? Andre the Giant? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Everybody I mean, like a peanut. Yeah. Tom Cruise? <laughs> Tom Cruise is, he's listed at five, uh, he's listed at five nine, but everybody knows he's probably like five six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael uh, Shannon. I'm gonna say, Michael, Ooh, Michael Shannon. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like a solid six five, right? Yeah, he is. He's a big drink yeah. of water, yeah. I'm gonna, he's I'm tall. gonna go with uh, uh, the guy in the Edgar suit, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. Mm, okay. Sugar. In water. That's my micro impression. I didn't, you know, I don't, I, I forgot that John Cleese was like a giant. I forgot that he's he like was. super tall. He's probably he's still, still like a, six feet tall. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I forgot so he's that like he's seventy nine. I forgot that he's actually really tall. Uh, Liam Neeson is, is he? also, he's six five. Oh wow! That is very yeah, he's, like, he's like John Cleese is like he's just like he's so thin. I guess I just don't think. I about guess it. because I've always seen him sitting down in interviews. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam also Neeson. Like a Liam Neeson's great. Yeah. Uh, Clint Eastwood. You know, he's he's big. How tall is Clint Eastwood? He's six four. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? He's not I a small know. guy. Yeah. He's I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know who's really tall? Uh, the 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 two leads in that series, The Outlander, like ridiculously tall. The two, and I I I'm not. I can't think of their names, and I, I really don't want to look it up. Sam and Caitlin, I think I want to say. Uh, they're super tall, both of them. It's so bizarre. Like, I didn't expect them to be that tall. Sam Hewen and Calatoria Bath? Yep. Yep. They are super tall, both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although it says, like, on her INDB that she's, like, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, I'm like, hey, BS. She's freaking tall. No I way. I mean, Jimmy, you can't tell. You're 6'12". Everybody's small. Oh, good point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, what's her name? Uh, Sigourney Weaver is also like she's like six foot. She's right? like six yeah. feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. Is, she is very tall. Yeah, good call there. There you go. All right, next question. Uh, what is your favorite horror comedy? Chris has. Ooh, nice. That's how I imagine Chris saying it. Uh, just a few. <laughs> Brain Dead, What We Do in the Shadows, and Bubba Hotep, Tremors, Fright mm. Night, the original, mm-hmm. Little Monsters, One Cut of the Dead. Extraordinary and Shaun of the Dead. And friend of the show, Scott Middleton, is offhand, dead alive. The same as Brain Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
that's a good one. <laughs> Those are all good. Every uh, single one. I would, I would, uh, did, did he say Return of the Living Dead? I would say that's a really good one. He did not, but that's a good, that's a good one to add. Yeah, I would say, I, I mean, we all know. Look, the mall yeah, one? Yeah, no. Return of the Living Dead is the uh, punks. It has Tom Matthews, uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, it's, punk, it's a punk Queen rock zombie of, movie. Yeah, it's a punk rock <laughs> zombie movie. Uh, it. Uh, I. I would also. You know. You know me. I love Anne and the Apocalypse. I think that's just beautiful. It, it's. I put that that up there with Shaun of the Dead. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good House, the William Cat movie. That's a really fun flick. The original. How about How Zoo, the Japanese horror film? That movie's hysterical. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whoa. right. Oh. Right. Absolutely. Um, Evil Dead 2, Reanimator, uh, Reanimator, American Werewolf in London. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. his buddy progressively gets more and more deteriorated. Night of the it Creeps really freaked me out as a kid. Oh, did we say American Werewolf in London? I just did. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I, it's like that's that's great. That's that's probably my favorite. I love that film so much. Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, so good. Cabin Student in the Woods. Body. Kevin student bodies. See student, student bodies. bodies. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, this is the end. My only friend. The end. <laughs> Jimmy, do you have you seen Severance? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like that one. I would say it's my favorite, but I like that's one I like shouting out every now and then because it's just it seems obscure. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's a, that's a fun one though. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next question we have here. What are some great creative horror movie kills? Mm, Chris writes. Question. Chris writes the final chainsaw in bad taste and the use of the lawnmower in brain day. He's got Peter Jackson on the mind apparently. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, and uh, remember when Peter Jackson made just really graphic horror movies and then he became an Oscar-winning director. <laughs> um, uh, Joe Jans has I like the table saw kill in Freaky. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Having just watched all these Friday movies, and you'll love this, Jimmy. The because he had what uh, K and B effects going in on um, Jason goes to hell that mm-hmm. tent kill where Jason like comes I'm in behind the a, best things ever Jason comes in behind a, a couple in the in sleeping bags and like the guy's like sitting up and he just takes a machete and goes like through his whole chest and, <laughs> like de- like vertically not towards up like vertically down and so it goes like this diagonal slash through this guy's chest no no it's... no no you got the wrong sex it's a ch- he's on the he, the guy's laying on the ground and she's on top of him he shoves it through the woman and cuts her in half are we talking about the same one i think we're talking about different movies here cuz i know okay. what you're talking about Jason Jimmy. goes to hell is what yeah that's that's a, in Jason goes to hell there it's a the chick that gets basically sliced she's, in half. She's in half. Okay, yeah. yeah. Regardless, it's just such a graphic death. Oh my god. Oh my god. So and it and like the poor dude who's like all naked and bloody like he's got all his chick his girlfriend's blood all over him. It's uh, that's a great kill. That one, but that uh-huh. that and the Freddy versus Jason the douchebag in the bed scene is fantastic. Right. He like Not stabs only... him and then bends him backwards in the bed. Yes. And, he, and he stabs him repeatedly. You're just like with this machete in the back, so basically making his body a little bit easier to you know bend in half. It's brutal. It's a great yeah. kill. That then, sounds I, lovely. My other go-to, I mean, as far as Jason movies go, my my only other my my other favorite Jason, because I've seen this one many times beforehand, anyway, is Jason X, where he wakes up, 
uh, he's he's out of cryo sleep. The <laughs> the, the 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 woman in the room is ne- like nearby him. He takes her, shoves her head into a cryo bath to freeze her face, and then mm-hmm. slams the face against a table and just break. It's all icy, so it just breaks apart. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> you know what? That, that, that was the inspiration for Terminator too. Yeah. You know what movie actually had amazing kills was uh, Evil Dead, the remake. Of my course. God, that thing was yeah. insane. Oh, my God. Jesus, that movie, that, that last scene is like a, a, like a masterpiece of gore. It's beautiful. Yeah. You're oh. not going to find any complaints to me about any of the Evil Dead movies when it comes to their creative dispatches of people. Absolutely. I'm trying to think, like, there's, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, there's one I have in my head, but I just can't picture. It's a super gruesome one. I mean, you can go back to a lot of the 70s movies. uh, um, You know what one always, it's not super gruesome, but it's just disturbing. It's the hills have eyes when they, they burn daddy alive. That just, that one freaks me out for some reason. I don't, Mm. just because it seems so realistic, like that could actually happen and that, Someone would actually do that. And you see this poor dude just being burned alive to a crap. Ah, it's gross. There's gross. there's one I'm going to describe now that I just recently saw because it's from the surprisingly OK Scream TV series. Um, the you third. Like that, that? Well, so I like the second <laughs> season more, but now I just watched the third oh, season. Scream. The Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The third. So yeah. the third season, all of them are on now on Netflix, but I only saw like part of the third season because it got wrapped up because it's produced by Weinstein. So it got wrapped up in a whole thing and the third season got delayed like a bunch of years. So I finally saw the end of the third season and it mm-hmm. has maybe one of the most, it has the most creative kill of the whole Scream franchise. I'll tell you this right now, but it's the scene where and in the third season actually has the ghost face mask again, which is like, oh yeah, they finally have the right mask in this series. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's mm-hmm. a plus. Regardless, there's a kill in there where there's a guy running away from Ghostface, and they're in, like, a warehouse. So he gets into a freight elevator. He closes the door. He's, like, knocked Ghostface down. And he thinks mm-hmm. he's got away. He makes a stupid move where he leans against the door in the elevator. Uh, so goes, So he's like, oh, man, I got away. Ghostface stabs through. He, he picks up, like, a giant knife that can go through a freight elevator door. He goes through the door, stabs the guy through the abdomen. And so it's like, okay, he got stabbed. That sucks. And it's like it's stabbed through. Now, remember, he's in an elevator. So he's already pressed the button. So as the elevator's about to start lifting, Ghostface twists the knife so it's facing up and down. So mm-hmm. as the elevator starts going up, he's holding the knife, and it goes drag through his body as the elevator's dragging this guy oh, up. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's such a great death <laughs> as far as, like, that's really creative. <laughs> it's, it's really graphic. So, good that job. Was a, that mm-hmm. was a good, good one. job. That did the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. I tried to watch Scream, and I just I I did no, not it's, like that it first at all. season. Is rough. It it, it yeah. It, it just it finds its footing more. Like I'm not saying it's amazing, but it's like it gets better. Uh, than the third season. I might I just wait for the movie. <laughs> there, yeah. uh, all right. Well, the question that is being asked, uh, the first of two questions being asked for us today, um, is Gary from Indiana. I'm sure. Uh, has for the for the hosts and the guests on this week's podcast um, during this pandemic year with most movie theaters closed what has been your go-to of choice to view new and older films drive-ins netflix favorite streaming sources etc gary that's a very thoughtful question mm-hmm. i like that incorporated us and guests yeah that was nice yeah he knows he knows the drill mm-hmm. oh. do you have an answer for this uh abe yeah, I, I typically go to streaming services 
Um, but that's mostly because not everyone has the same movies and what have you. But for the older films, I'll uh, I'll go toward HBO Max because they have a, a nice collection of like the Turner Classic Movie um, libraries. Um, and for newer movies, it really depends because it depends if it's going straight to Netflix. Then obviously it's to Netflix. But if it's going to stream, then I'll I'll typically check it out on on a Vudu um, to rent. Mm-hmm. I um. I mean, yeah, like, yes, I'm mostly doing streaming stuff. I'd love to do more driving stuff on, and I could, like, make it work all the time. It's just a matter of distance and what's playing and what have you. But, um, yeah, streaming stuff for sure. I mean, beyond just watching movies from my very large physical media collection, um, if I'm streaming something, generally it's – I think it's mostly Netflix and uh, and Prime. Those are my main sources for things, mm-hmm. partly because HBO Max is not on Roku, which is super not helpful um as far as being able to watch like certain things mm-hmm. uh but, but because netflix like constantly releases stuff like all the time like new stuff mm-hmm. where i can like review it or it's like a series that's a couple episodes or something that's really easy to kind of burn through or prime because prime has like a surprisingly in-depth like back catalog of random stuff like not yes. like not like old classics but things like when we had the giallo podcast i they have a ton of giallo on there and it's like mm-hmm. wow this is really yeah. this is really helpful uh, so it's like weird stuff like that prime seems to be a good source of and uh, and canopy um is great too as far as just a, a free resource that has a lot of like ho- uh independent and foreign films that's just a yeah. great way to go also get your library card oh. yep and it yeah free with library card so perfect oh really Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I let, you guys have got you guys have everything together. I I haven't done the drive through drive in thing, and I just to be honest, I just don't really have any desire to at this point. I'll wait till things kind of cool down, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I've been to Voodoo, Netflix, Prime. Uh, you know, I, I, the beauty of it now, anything you want is available somewhere almost, except for the boogans, man. That's hard. To <laughs> wow. That's hard to find, but yeah, the, the Boogans is great. I just bought that, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I, that's uh, it's. There's a lot of options now, and it, you, you can find pretty much anything unless it's out of print. You mm-hmm. know. All right. Uh, well, Jimmy, I had a question for you that I wanted you to think about a little bit. It's uh, you know, we've got Freaky, which is a slasher film, uh, more or less. And I was wondering, like, what are the good? I mean, that's a genre where it certainly had like its peaks. Uh, the 80s mainly, and then like a slight yeah. revival after Scream. But what what are what are the ones from like this past decade that have like really stuck out for you, specifically slasher films? This past decade, I, I mean, I, ha, slasher films haven't really been a thing, to be honest. Besides, uh, you know, there's occasional those. Oh, what was that one? Um, I'm blanking. Hellfest was okay. Hellfest, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, the past decade, we really haven't had your typical slasher films. We've had, you know, the the more art house, the the Ari Aster, the uh, you know Robert Eggers. You we it follows, I, but we haven't really had a slasher revival yet. I would say the Final Girls is one of the yeah. better slashers of the past decade, but it's. Yeah. Even then, it wasn't your typical slasher movie. Uh, Happy Death. It, it, yeah, slasher has not slashers have not been a thing for a while. I mean, there there are there. You you can find plenty on Netflix that you know are real cheap and and crappy and everything. But I don't know. I've been kind of going back to stuff I maybe missed in the uh, 80s and 90s, like 
you know, that I would I always go. That's when they did Slashers right, in my opinion, basically from the 70s through the maybe the mid 90s. Uh, I think that's when slashers were really great, but you just don't have them anymore. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one that kind of stood out. There was that, the um, the one you really like, the the remake or the sequel to The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yeah, that that's a good one. That was a one of the rare ones. That that was a rare movie because it uh, it you know it did it was not only a remake but it was also a sequel. It yeah. it, it, it learned to balance that. But yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like slashers have gotten more meta, you know. I would agree. I mean, and like I, ca- Cabin in the Woods kind of falls in that area. It's like doing a lot of things, sure. but it, it kind of sure. has that going for it. And I, I'm trying to think. There was one I, I really enjoyed that, uh, you know, that uh, I mean, technically you can call the Strangers both of those slasher films, and those are fantastic. I, I like. I really, I like the sequel to the Strangers a lot more than a lot of people did, just because I think it played more with the slasher vibe. Oh, and for it, sure. You know, had the music and that scene in the pool is it's, probably... a, it's an all time slasher movie moment. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's one of the best moments ever. So, yeah, there's a few out there, but the slashers, uh, I, I, just, I always, whenever I recommend slashers, I'm always go back to the old, you know, like the fun house. Uh, happy birthday to oh, me. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm just asking in general, like, what do you think have been like, you know, that's been good recently? Like, yes, obviously there's a, a heyday for them where you got some really good entries or whatnot. But I do think there's there are. I mean, that's I mean, I, I knew this answer would be limited, but I just know mm-hmm. that there's some notable entries in it. And yeah, The Strangers thought... too. Pray at Night. I agree. I mean, that one's very much more a slasher movie than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really it also, capitalizes on it. It was also a little more satisfying for as a. Uh, you know, I love The Strangers. I think it's a fantastic film. But, like, The Strangers gave you a chance to kind of go, oh, yeah, the bad guys are going to get it this time. It's, it felt a little more satisfying on that. It wasn't so depressing. It's part uh, of what I – I mean, what I agree with you. I also think it it does – it manages to do both because there are a couple of deaths that you really do not want to see happen in the same right? way you don't want to see them happen in The Strangers. Yet, yes, it's also doing something that's more – 80s conventional as far as the arc of those films go which i think brings it down a little bit compared to the first one but it's still very effective as far as an homage to john carpenter and what have you with the score and the mood lighting and what have you Mm -hmm. i would also you know i i actually really liked uh hush which yeah oh yeah there's there's a few gems out there there are definitely a few and you have to kind of see i i think i liked uh patrick lucier and todd farmer's trick i thought that was a, a quite clever oh, i haven't seen that one i need it's to check it out it's on Shutter, and it's a it's a it's you know imagine a, a movie villain what's a that's into parkour it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, Jimmy, you've said a ton of things that make me really intrigued right now, because you said Todd Farmer and Patrick Luzier, those are guys that know horror and yes. work really well, and you've mentioned the word parkour. So, like, why have I not seen this movie already is my question. I have no idea. It's Look, it's not – it doesn't hold up to – you know, one of the best slasher movies of the – you know, the this decade is uh, Patrick Luzier's My Bloody Valentine. That was oh, that's a, oh, it's, okay. a, it's a funny one. That <laughs> was a lot of fun. So, like – he 3d gets, yes, the, Valentine, 3D. 3D. Yeah. but like yeah i highly recommend and trick is from last year it's it's worth seeing haunt oh, is another one. all right yeah yeah haunt is another good one uh haunt's a good I, one i, I liked haunt i i like yeah. quite a bit i think i like tricks slightly better even a lot of critics did not 
uh, like trick. It, it, it's not critically reviled. You know, it has like, Omar Epps, Jamie Kennedy, and Tom Atkins. Why have I it, not seen this movie? Because <laughs> you're insane. I mean, that's all. That's really. Yeah, it's on Hoopla. I can watch this right after this podcast. <laughs> yes, you will. And Todd Farmer is in it. I don't remember if my buddy shows his butt in that, but oh. he, you know, he might. For all those Todd Farmer butt fans he's uh yeah he's a uh, and todd's the greatest guy i i just love patrick and todd together man they just they they have so much fun writing these and i think the generally their kind of energy translates very well to the big even with drive angry i i had such a good time with that movie so there's a lot of fun stuff in that i don't like it overall but i do think there's a lot of fun in it i agree i agree but yeah those are those are a few suggestions i'm sure there's a couple like i'm trying to think there's one i saw that i thought was Halloween, obviously, the new Halloween. That yeah, came out. obviously, yeah. Uh, that was you know, and uh, I even like the remake of Friday the Thirteenth, which uh, you know, it's a little ways away. That's a little ways back, yeah. but yeah. I thought that was that holds up fairly well. Uh, I, I like, you know what? I, I I don't remember. I think this may have been from the '90s, but I believe it or not, I really enjoyed the House of Wax with Paris Hilton. I thought that was fun. Two thousand three. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's is that Young Sarah's first film. It's one of his early. It's before his Liam Neeson run, that's for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. But no, that that one's very creative as far as it's use. If you're gonna remake House of Wax, they certainly did it. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, ironically, uh, what's his face, uh, J- Jensen? No, not Jensen Eccles. Who, which, which, uh, the uh, other Chad. Oh, the other well, there's Chad Michael Murray, I believe, is like the main star. Of that no, movie. no, the uh, the guy from Supernatural, the other Supernatural guy. Oh, the not, the taller brother. The taller brother. He's in both the Friday the Thirteenth and the Padalecki. Uh, Padalecki. That's Jared Padalecki. He's in both of those films, and uh, he's good. He's great. He, that's, that's another. He's cool. another tall one. He's like six five, also. He's oh yeah, guy. he's super tall. Super tall. Yeah. So there's stuff out there. I think uh, I, I I hope we get I would love to see a, a revival of Slasher. I really would. And I we don't look, there's been a lot of great horror movies this year specifically. Mm-hmm. I You know what? I'm going to add the rental. That's a bit of a slasher movie. Oh, yeah, that's a slasher movie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I love that film. I I think a lot of people are a little turned off because it's basically a very heavy character drama about infidelity for an hour. And then it just suddenly becomes a slasher. But I felt it was so the the shock of it was so believable. And that's kind of like it felt a little too realistic, actually. It's that it does that sinister thing where yes. where 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 sinister. I was more compelled by the marriage between Ethan Hawke and his wife than the than the yes. than the than the Boogans <laughs> guy, like stomping around on the ceiling, like Boogans trying to guy. <laughs> watch my movies. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like the rest of it. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned the Boogans again, because please see the Boogans. The Boogans is fantastic. <laughs> well, Jimmy, thank you thank you for hearing my question. I think that, was we got a, a lot that was a good, that was a good question and great answer. Got a, little, oh. got a lot out of that one. Uh, yeah. But with that said, that does mean, that was feedback for one thing. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And that does mean it's going to bring us to the end of our show this week. Uh <laughs> That's going to do over this week's episode about Now Throwing Her Name. You can find more of my work on my personal blog at CodyZeke.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing at YSoBlue.com for Blue reviews. Look out for some Criterion reviews coming up, as well as League of Entertainment for movie reviews and more. And I'm on Variety occasionally with filmmaker interviews, and I'm on Twitter at AaronsPS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com slash WalrusMoose, hashtag Vince Catherine Von Newton. There you go. Thank you. Jimmy O, where can people find more of you online? 
Uh, okay, let me try and shorten this. JoeBlow.com, AeroInTheHead.com, two shows on Video Space, uh, something stony and and sound scary, and I'm also on We Live Entertainment, and uh, Twitter, and Instagram, and Snapchat, and uh, I, I'm on Cameo, by the way. So if you ever oh, want to write me, yeah, if you ever want to read a a movie recommendation, or if you ever want me to say something silly, go ahead. I'm I'm on there. Uh, yeah, I'm on. Four hundred dollars seems steep, but okay. No, it's five hundred. <laughs> Jimmy to the O, uh, James Oster, one of those. You'll find me somewhere. I'm, I'm there. Nice. All um, right. Well, Jimmy, thank you very much for joining us this week on the show. Jimmy, thank you so much. Of course. I always love coming on here, guys. Yeah. Well, glad to have you and glad to talk about freaky slashers and more. But until next time, until next week, when we talk about even more stuff that's probably of interest, that's going to do it. So until then, so long. And goodbye. Here I am, all dressed in snakeskin. Now I'm in your kitchen making love to your cake tin. Oh no, is this the one you're baking? I told you I was freaky, did you think I was faking? At 8 p.m. I sell my underpants on eBay. At half past nine I hold a seance in your hallway. At 10 o'clock I ask some ghosts for a three-way. Yes, it's creepy, I told you I was freaky.